welcome to the Country Chats podcast with me, Sandra Ganley, social dance teacher and lover of all things in the Irish country music scene. Welcome back to series five of the Country Chats podcast and this is episode one of the new series. It's been a bit of a break since I've been with you before, over a year, but I'm delighted to be back up and running and recording and meeting lots of artists, singers, musicians, dance teachers in the Irish country music scene. Today I'm delighted to have Rachel Good on the show and it's been lovely to get to know Rachel over the past year so I was delighted when um, she said yes to being the first guest on this series of the Country Chats podcast. So I hope you enjoy it and make sure you go and follow the Country Chats podcast if you haven't done so already. And also give Rachel Good a follow on all her social media pages. Here's episode one. Rachel Good, welcome to County Mayo. We're sitting here at my kitchen table having a cuppa and we're going to have a catch up. Yeah, County Mayo, the rivals of my town, Banaslow, County Galway. <laughs> it's so great to have you here. And I was saying to you, this is only my second ever in-person interview. So it's a bit weird for me, uh, in a good way, in a good way. Um, so you're very welcome. We're going dancing tonight, aren't we? We are. We're going to go and see Jimmy Buckley in Mayo. In Mayo. So we said, why not record a podcast um, before we head out on the town and uh, find out all things Rachel and all things music and um yeah have the chats about that so thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me it's great so as i said you're a galway woman born and raised you're still in galway you haven't moved far no but i was actually born in england actually ah. so yeah there's a secret that what i don't part? so i was born in the midlands and my, my whole family are from balso okay and then my mum and dad obviously got married and moved to the uk because at the time there wasn't a whole pile of work here and there was just more opportunities over there and they had me and they didn't plan on staying as long as we did but i didn't move back to ireland till i was 13 but oh. like because everyone asked me they're like how do you how do you not still have the english accent but, yeah. uh, I, I, like i used to go to i used to go to school and i'd have an english accent and i'd come home and i'd have an irish accent <laughs> and it was just really strange but um yeah i i spent all my summers christmases Easter's in Ireland, so Ireland was always home, and England was kind of just like I'm going back to school in England. Yeah, you know? never really felt like home. So, yeah. and what part of the Midlands? Because I have cousins in Birmingham. Oh well, yeah. so do I actually. Um, so I I lived in a place called Corby. So I was born in a place called Kettering. So it's kind of Northamptonshire. Okay, it wasn't too far from Birmingham. Yeah, no, I'm over and back to Birmingham. My mum was born in Birmingham. Ah, mm. but Bangor. Yeah. So yeah, connection still. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. There's the first secret that we didn't know about you. Yeah. Um, very good. And 13. So did you come in sixth class or first year? Came into end of first year. Wow. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. It was actually because in England you go into secondary school a year earlier. So you go in in sixth class. So I had already done basically a year, two years nearly. So a year and a half, say, in secondary school. So I was kind of settled and made new friends and all that kind of thing. But I, it, the decision was mine. Like my parents sat me down and said okay, we're actually ready to go back to Ireland now, but it's your decision. If you're happy to stay here, we'll stay. Um, and I just said, no, I want to go. And that wow. was it. And yeah. That, so it wasn't even a big decision for you? Absolutely it was, you not. Know, like, oh, yeah. And are you an only child? 
Yes. Yes. So it was another you're, thing. You're the boss. A lot of people don't know that about me as well. You're the boss. I'm the boss. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So there we go. That is mad. And yeah, as your English accent uh, is definitely gone. Oh God. So did you do singing <laughs> and dance and all that kind of thing when you were in the UK? Yeah. So actually, it's funny. Like I grew up singing um, all my life. So I used to sing in the qu- like the folk choir in church in England. But I also used to sing in the choir in Ireland when I'd be home on holidays. <laughs> Um, but dancing was my main thing like I was mad into Irish dancing like five times a week travelling around to all the fetches no more than yourself mm-hmm. um, so dancing was a massive part of my life when I lived in the UK and who did um, you dance for? so I danced for a school called Costello's and then I moved to a school called Matthews okay yeah um, so it was great like one of actually we were we did a mixed eight hand in the world's and got recalled. I think we came like fourth or fifth in the world. And my partner actually turned out to be one of the lead dancers in Riverdance. Okay. Now, Callum Spencer. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Yes, I know the name. So yeah. for the people listening in, um, that this might be your first time tuning into the Country Chats podcast. I'm a social dance teacher, but I'm also an Irish dancer. So that's why I have a big interest now in, in uh, what schools Rach was with and um, Callum Spencer as well. Mm. I know him, yeah. I used um, to love watching Doherty and Shanair McMahon. Do you remember them? No, but Carey, that's Man. why I was asking because I love yeah. the Carey School of Dancing because um, yeah. obviously John was in Lord, so that's why I was asking what school you were with. Yeah. Oh my God, I used to love watching all their like 24 hands, 18, 16 hands. Oh my God. And of like, course, a lot of the fetches you probably came home were at home in Ireland like. Um, I actually most of the fetches I went to now were in the UK but like if there was ever like a world championships we'd be kind of travelling around but I, I think the, it, it's funny the last world championships I went to and after that I kind of quit Irish dancing was in Killarney okay and um, I still remember my parent. we drove home in the car with all the stuff like <laughs> in the car on the ferry I did the went into the world championships with the dance school and said goodbye to my friend and I was bawling crying as I was driving off because we were driving from Killarney to Barcelona yeah. that was the move like yeah. home to Ireland wow yeah I still remember that and what age were you when you retired from competing 13 okay oh yeah. all, sorry yeah, so yeah. All, that was a big year so no I kind of like I went going to adult classes for fitness but I stopped competing yeah, yeah. so you could do yeah. a jig or two for us later ah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> So that was, so the music, or the dancing was kind of the big thing. And then Yeah, music. dancing was massive. And singing yeah. was too. Like I used to get like solos in church and I used to get solos in the school mm-hmm. plays and stuff like that. And I went to singing lessons, yeah. obviously. So they were both big parts of my life, but dancing kind of seemed to take over because mm-hmm. like I used to go like four times a week and then fetches. So that was kind yeah. of like a massive thing. And yeah. you don't really have a choice when you're in that world. It, it is what it is. Yeah. You're, you're gone all the time and it's, it's, uh, well, it's a competitive sport like it yeah. is. So, um, so then... Obviously, you've done secondary school in Balance Law, and then you had to decide what you're going to do after leaving. So you've done music. Yeah, that was a big hard decision because I was kind of I always wanted. To, well, I grew up always wanting to be a singer, but like as a child, you see a singer as someone who's like completely famous, and it just seems like something that's so not realistic, mm-hmm. you know. So you don't realize there's other ways of being a singer. You don't have to be completely famous. You can earn money through singing mm-hmm. in other ways. But I didn't know that at the time, and kind of so I always wanted to be a teacher that was going to be my proper job you know um so I knew I'd know Irish okay so I couldn't go so and do primary, primary teaching so yeah. were you exempt from Irish when you came yeah <gasps> wow yeah. you're exempt after the age of eight wow so I was like right can't do that and then I was like maybe I'll do um secondary and like obviously you have to do a degree in something and I knew like I would struggle to get the points 
like really high points. I knew I wasn't going to get really mm-hmm. high points because like I wasn't bad in school, but yeah. like I wasn't like overly intelligent. Either. And it's pressure as well. You know, um, I was just mad into music. So yeah, that was it. I went off and did a music degree in okay. DIT. Brilliant. Yeah. And when I was actually just doing a quick Google search, obviously I know you already, um, we've become friends over the last year, but I had a quick Google search just to make sure I knew my stuff. And you also have a certificate in personal shopping and fashion oh, styling. I do. I was like, I love that. And it totally makes sense because your dress uh, code and fashion and style on Instagram is amazing. Like, and you're also an ambassador for a boutique. Like your Instagram, while it is about the, the, the music and the singing, there's also a big fashion element to it. So as soon as I read that, I was like, that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's, I suppose, your other passion, is it? Absolutely. Like, I did a degree in music, and then I went off, and I did a master's in performing. And then, during lockdown, I kind of, sure, everything stopped. And that's when I kind of really took a step back from, because I was kind of doing a lot of classical stuff for a while, in terms of singing, because I was classically trained. Uh, But I grew up singing folk and country as well. So that's when I kind of made the decision to really delve into that. But I also always loved fashion. Like, I... I'm obsessed with clothes like I just have an absolute addiction and I spend all my money on clothes <laughs> um, so I decided yeah I wanted to kind of go into that a bit more and went and did like a it was just online because it was during lockdown and did it was just kind of how to dress for a certain shape certain hair color certain eye color skin color all that kind of thing and yeah it was really interesting actually really really good and yeah I suppose my Instagram it's funny because obviously I am a singer and my page is kind of my music page and I kind of incorporate my fashion into that and some people have said to me before oh you should probably put them separate but I kind of think the fashion side of thing kind of goes with the singing because like when you're on stage you're usually wearing some sort of new outfit or some sort of dress and like if I put up a picture of me on stage or a picture of me about to go on stage that I usually get tons of messages being like oh my god where'd you get the dress so I just decided, what's the point of separating them? I'll just keep it together. So now I, my page is kind of like a merge of both. Yeah. I, I agree, though. I think, yeah, it does all go hand in hand. Mm. Um, and I, especially the female singers on the scene. I mean, the clothes. Yeah. And I mean, you've so many different gigs and a lot, and there's be a lot of awards and that kind of thing. So you do need, you, you would have new outfits. Yeah. For a lot of things. So. And even makeup and stuff like that. Like, you know, like you'd be, like I wouldn't be a makeup artist now, but like I often get people being like, oh my God, what lipstick are you wearing? Oh my God what foundation are you wearing or whatever like so I just kind of said I'll just keep it all together and actually yeah. the other day I was just asked to be like an affiliate with Bellamy Anta <gasps> brilliant so yeah that's excellent yeah. oh I love to hear that yeah. so you'll have a discount code for all our I do have a discount code go on give Rachel us 20 Rachel 20 for 20% <laughs> off Bellamy Anta tan I love that we'll have yeah. to um, attach that in the show notes and the mention that that's brilliant well done yeah, and the boutique that you're an ambassador for yeah as well. so boutique uh lissy and chloe and it's irish based boutique and all her stuff is kind of most of the stuff is exclusive so you can't get it anywhere else in ireland like, where are they all, based so she's based in me she's okay. like she doesn't have a boutique she works from home so it's all it's all online mm-hmm. but her stuff is absolutely fab like stuff you wouldn't see so like if you're going to something like the races or a wedding or something like that the stuff like that she gets in, you wouldn't see it everywhere. So it's really is, gorgeous. Is one of the most popular dresses the green one that you wore <laughs> to the Hot Country Awards back in April? Yeah, it's so funny that dress. Like as soon as she got that in, and it was just like 
people went absolutely mad for it. And it's it, for those of you, you need to go on and, and see this dress. It's it was kind of a mint yeah, green. It was a mint colour. Quite simplistic in one sense. Like there's no jewels or diamantes no. on it, you know. Um lovely fringe and fringe and detail. Yeah, tassel fringing. Um fab dress, but it just seemed like you were on every day saying this is where you can get it. More people are asking. It's sold out. Now she's got it back. Yeah. Like it just went bananas. It sold out and then she got it in another colour, like a green colour, that sold out. And she got it then in another kind of style without the sleeves, that sold out. And actually I just saw it literally before I got here. She did another pre-order of the same wow. dress that's after selling out. She literally put it up like 10 minutes. It it's sold out. It's amazing. It is a gorgeous yeah. dress. So ladies, go and check that one out. But I suppose going back to the bringing the the whole thing together on Instagram, the reality is you're a performer, so there is all that getting ready. I mean, lucky are the men that can just rock up and throw on their hat and a nice blazer and in they go. But for the women, yeah. as I know from performing myself, there's tan, there's hair, there's makeup. Yeah. You need to have everything to touch yourself up. Lipstick, like there's so much in before you even get to the gig. So much. Um but so, I actually love that part of it. Yeah. I find getting ready really therapeutic. Like do sit and do my now when I've time, not when I'm in a rush, but like when I've time to sit down and do my makeup and do my hair, I don't know, it feels like it's really relaxing or something. And would you have two different looks? Because obviously, so you're, you sing at a lot of weddings, so they'd be more daytime and afternoon time, but then yeah. you would have your nighttime gigs. So would you have two very different looks for them or do you find it all merges into one? No, I definitely have two very different. Like my weddings would be more like I have a kind of a row of dresses that I wear for weddings, kind of more like flowy. And then I suppose for at night, then when I'm in, when I'm doing like a concert or something like that, I go kind of more all out. Like I love sequins. So I do love getting out some sequins, but then I love other things as well. Like just real gorgeous, elegant, classy dresses as well. So no, definitely two different wardrobes. For and would the makeup yeah. be different as well? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Like I love a good red lip, you know? Yeah. So especially when we're in black. So like, whereas when I go to a wedding, I probably wouldn't go for the red lip. I'd kind of just kind of. Yeah, sometimes so I don't even wear a whole pile of makeup going to the weddings at all. Like, I suppose, would you be going in as well with the mindset of just blending in? I mean, you're Kinda, not there yeah. to be exactly. front and centre. Yeah. You're just off to the side or up the back. Yeah, and um, you're not, that's the thing. You're not. You're just kind of adding something to the ceremony. And you're, you're usually kind of more background. Whereas mm -hmm. when you're on stage, you are kind of more front and centre. Exactly. So you kind of have to be... You have to kind of go with that, yeah. you know. Um, and the 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 weddings are uh, did that naturally happen? Did someone say, "Will you sing at my wedding?" Or did you decide, right, I'm going to start doing weddings? Or no. So someone asked me. So I was only as I said, I was sing. I grew up singing in church, and someone said to me, their daughter was getting married, and would I sing at her wedding? And I was like, yeah, I was only fifteen. So I was like, yeah, no problem. So I went and I sang at the wedding. Um, and I like they were like they didn't ask me what I charged or anything because I hadn't a notion I so I wasn't even going to take anything for it but they wouldn't they gave me money um, so that was my first gig and then from that I got asked to do other weddings and I was on the All-Ireland Talent Show when I was like 16 I started getting asked to do loads of things from that weddings um, so my mum because I couldn't drive at the time my mum ended up driving me around the country singing at people's weddings and singing at all these corporate gigs and all sorts of things so kind of stemmed from there and then I suppose when I was able to drive I decided then to get more into it because someone actually was setting up an agency and they knew me and they asked me would I like to be involved so I said yeah so they just said the only thing you need is you need to be able to drive and you need to buy yourself some gear 
So I was like, right. So I had some savings and I invested in a proper big kind of PA system to bring around. And it kind of went from there. And because I was in this agency, they were getting the gigs for me. Mm -hmm. So they were taking a percentage and they were getting me the gigs. And then I suppose as my name got bigger, I didn't need to be kind of in the agency anymore. Mm -hmm. So I just went out. So now I'm kind of on my own. And it's funny, like I'm on some sites like Weddings Online and stuff like that for promotion. But it's funny, the most of the emails I get is like, hi, I came across your Instagram. Yeah. So like, and my Instagram, I suppose, isn't, as we were just saying, isn't a whole, like there is singing on it. But sometimes you probably wouldn't even know if I sing at weddings because I don't post a lot of videos of weddings. My vid- videos would be usually concerts and stuff like that and fashion related. Um, but that's where a lot of people seem to find me, which is fat. It's great though, isn't it? And I know yeah. I'm on a lot of them wedding supplier sites as yeah. well. And to be honest, I wouldn't get much work out of them. I might get one or two or three bits out of it mm. in the year, but it, it's word of mouth or a Facebook search. Yeah. Something like that. And that's another thing. Like I sing at one wedding and then I get like three emails of couples who are like, hi, I was at the wedding on Sunday, you know, so it's great. That's like, amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's great. That's so great. you probably don't have to do that much promotion i mean you're yeah. naturally posting whatever you want yeah. on your social media i know on your tiktok you have been posting a lot of videos and wedding videos yeah and stuff. i post probably more singing the bits on tiktok yeah yeah but i've kind of been slacking on tiktok a bit lately i have not yeah i have probably need to start that again you are good with your tiktok though <laughs> i do know that you're great uh, one of my favorite videos uh, on your TikTok is your lovely granddad. Oh, Jivan. Yes. My granddad. Yes, your yeah. granddad is so cute and lovely. He's such a gentleman. I met him at the Jivan Championships back in March. Um, and has he influenced you in your music and dancing or is he is he he's obviously into it and he's well able to dance. He is. Um it's funny, like so I had my, my other granddad passed away um a good few years ago now and he was a singer. So now he never didn't do professionally, but he was a fabulous singer. So that's definitely where I got the singing from. Where, and then my mum's dad, which is my granddad that's still alive, is the dancer. Okay. So it's so nice because I had like one granddad who was singer, one who was dancer. Um, so he's definitely influenced me in the dancing, like 100%. Like I always loved dancing. I grew up dancing. But jiving was something I kind of only got into in the last two years, say, like properly. Um, and I was mad to learn. And I went to one lesson it was Gerard Butler he was doing them in Bangalore. or maybe I think I went to two of them I couldn't do the full four weeks um and I remember all I needed was the first few steps I remember he was just like and a one and a two <laughs> and whatever and I literally was like okay right get me some music yeah, and I could do it. to go yeah oh the, I think I stirred the dog there the dog here um, thinks that something happened with the one <laughs> two I'm ready to go so down Bella but um, um yeah, yeah, it just it was in you already. It was. Yeah. yeah. From being able to dance, I just picked it up like really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. So and now I'm like literally obsessed with it. It's brilliant. And and yeah. one thing I find actually is from working with different singers across the scene and, and um interviewing them, a lot can't dance. A lot of them can't dance. Yeah. It's and interesting. They say that to me as well, but I suppose they're they're always on that side of yeah. the stage, so it's really hard to actually get out and have a dance. Yeah. Know? But I suppose they could after, but yeah, I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? Yes, isn't it? Yeah, Some yeah. of them actually have no rhythm, never mind 
the good time and what they're singing, but there's no rhythm. Well, that's yeah. what I mean, though, because I was actually chatting to, like, and they were saying, like, I li- they said, they, yeah, we maybe not them. rhythm, maybe <laughs> coordination or something. Yeah. They were just saying they just cannot get the coordination, like. And for, then you have others who you come know, down and funny. they're singing and driving at the same time. I know David James is great for that. Yeah. He'll come down with He's a lovely driver. Yes. He'll yeah. multitask. Yeah. Um, but no, if you can't, so you're you're definitely winning on that on that side of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the dancing though. Good. Oh, well, I do, obviously I do as well. Yeah. Um, and we'll be dancing tonight, so I, I'll try not to. Drink yeah, Grandad's not there tonight now. No, you'll have to make. I do didn't with even me. tell him I was going. He'll be raging. There'll be more. There'll be more. You'll have to make do with me, but I'm sure we'll we'll find a few people to dance we with anyway. So you were involved. Um, Sean won. Lord Shira, um, last year, but you were also part of Lord Shira, yeah, as well. The year before, the year before, yeah, it's almost Sean was this year, you were last yeah. year. It's, it's it all merges it into is. one, yeah. If he really, so who remind us now who was in your year? Um, so mine was last year, so I was a contestant of Mike's, and Ashling Rafferty was also Mike's, so Ashling won, and there was also who else was in it my year now? I need to remember. So there was Caitlin Malloy, um, she was in it, oh god, who else? Kenny Crawford. Um, I'm gonna leave people out now because I'll forget. Colin, Colin Kenny, yeah, yeah, was in it. Um, Ashley, we had I had Ashley on the podcast as well. Ashley yeah. is great, great, and Caitlin was on the podcast as well. Um, I'm trying to think who else now. My, my, I don't feel bad now so because left. it all merges into one. Um, I'm hoping to have Sean on the podcast. Um, oh, fab. in a few weeks. Sean's um, but we're going to see Sean tonight and Jimmy Buckley. But Gloria Chira, so you were under Mike. So of course, two Galway singers. So was that that was good. That worked out well. Yeah, it was the first year they did it that way. Like they usually always have like one mentor to one act. But that the year I went on to it, it had been off obviously because of COVID. So they kind of were trying to bring in this new concept, and they decided to have two people representing which was actually funny because I think we were the only like two left so each mentor had two singers and mm-hmm. myself and Ashlyn got to the final so Mike had his both his wow. two in the final okay. so we were nearly battling it out against yeah. each other but it was it was kind of hard because the way they did it that year was um Mike had his night so Mike did his few songs and then myself and Ashling sang two songs and then the judges chose who was safe so the judges chose who went straight through to the semi-final mm-hmm. and the other person had to be up for a public vote then to get to the semi-final. Okay. So it was hard because even though we were both Mike's contestant, we were, myself and Ashley were like battling it out yeah. against each other in the first round. Um, so I was lucky enough that I got chosen to be safe. So it meant then that the following week I just got to sing and didn't have to worry about votes. Okay. But Ashling had to worry about votes, but sure, she got the vote. Isn't that and funny then she ended up winning? Yeah, how it all know? turned out. And Ashling was yeah. only nineteen at the time, I think. Um, I think she, is she twenty one now? Yeah, so, so she was twenty. She was, I think. Yeah, she yeah. was only young, like, yeah. which was great for. Her. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was, and I think I interviewed her not long after. She yeah, won. she's an absolute dope. Yeah, she's so nice, and like her dad was there. Mm-hmm. at the time and he was like he unfortunately passed away since and like he was so so proud of her great support like to her, yeah. I remember going up to him after and congratulate them and he just said like he just said he was like so happy and so proud <laughs> her sisters actually said there's no other daughter only Ashley <laughs> like he just idolised her so it was so nice do you know yeah. yeah and at least and he got to see her yeah. in it and see her win it so he, the two of you probably clicked very well yeah together. absolutely yeah. like there was no rivalry at all even though we were battling it out yeah. I just mean that in terms of the competition but like there was no rivalry or anything between us or do you know I like I was delighted for her that she won that's an overarching yeah. theme I find with all the Lord Shearer people I've talked to over the last few years Pascal was on um, Ashling, um, David Connor um, 
so many they all just say like everyone just gets on really well there's no competition it is a competition but everyone just is there rooting for each other exactly was yeah. David your year no no Emma Donahue as well as another she was the year before so her and David yeah. I think were in the final they were yeah, yeah. it's actually a blur I, mean, I love dancing with David David's oh yes, dancing. that's Bandler another, dancing that's another video on your TikTok. He's a fabulous dancer. I believe I videoed that one. Yeah, and that's <laughs> where I'm wearing the dress and the dress the went tassels. mad. Yeah. Going back to that dress, yeah, so on yeah. Rachel's TikTok there is a video of herself and David Connor driving at the Hot Country Awards. There's one of me and Gavin Griffin driving, did not get as many likes. <laughs> so you can go and look at that one as well and get the views up. Um, but yeah, so that's Lord Cheer. Yeah, so to yeah. be on again, sure. it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. great experience. And yeah. um, really got my name out there. Like, you mm-hmm. know, was that before or after your song? <laughs> so it all kind of merged into one. So I was asked to do Lord Cheer back in, I think it was August, September before Lord Cheer was 21. on. Yeah, and obviously they started filming in October time, I think it was. And it went live in February and I got asked then in December to be on Eurosong, which also went live in February. Ah, so because Eurovision was, is in May, so it had to be all done before Yeah. That. So the Eurovision was on like Friday, I think it was something like Friday the 4th of February and my live Glortira was the following Tuesday or something wow. like that. So I was like, please vote for me. And then a few days later, I was like, please vote for oh, me again. Wow. So I was so stressed out. And was that like, a bit oh my God. awkward or did you, I mean, you just had to get on with it too, like. I mean, when I when the opportunity came to me, like I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing opportunity, um, to possibly represent your country in the Eurovision. Now, the genre was totally. I mean, I sing a bit of everything, but like, it's not like my passion wouldn't be particularly in pop music, you know. Um, it would be more like folk, bluegrass, country kind of stuff. But this was a complete pop song, like complete. Like, there's no other word for it. Um, so when the opportunity pre- presented itself, I was kind of like, oh my God, what do I do? Because Glortier is going to be so close to it. Are people going to get confused? So did, did your song pick the song that you were going to sing? So what happened was, I actually thought it was a scam. <laughs> I got a message on Instagram from this lovely lady called Anna being like, hi, um, our song has got to the final of the Your Song in Ireland, the final six. Um, and we have no Irish singer. And we came across you on Instagram. So basically they submit the song. Yeah. And, but they had no singer. So they were like, we came across you. Um, we think you're amazing. And we love your voice. And we love your style. And we think you'd be perfect fit for the song. So I was like, oh, amazing. And I kind of said, sure, look, send me the song. And I'll have a listen. And I'll see if it suits. So that's what they did thought it was a scam until they sent me the song and I was like okay this obviously isn't it's a real song <laughs> um and yeah I listened to the song and I was like geez that's really cool like when I heard it in, I was instantly like this is totally Eurovision like mm-hmm. um so that was it and I kind of said okay sure look um they said if you can learn it and sing it to us over zoom tomorrow and wow. I was like right and this was the 23rd of December I think so wow. it was just before Christmas yeah so I learned it really quickly like in a day um and then had a Zoom with them all, all the songwriters. There was like four songwriters from um, Sweden. And, and did you have to sing it a cappella or did you have a backing track? No, I had a backing track. Okay. Yeah. And I sang it for them and then I said, okay, so I assume you have to go and listen to other singers now and deliberate. And they were like, no, no, we've no other singer. We were just contacting you. Like, we know we, you've got it. You're amazing. It's probably good we that you didn't you. know that though. Because yeah. you were... In the zone, like you were on your game, like yeah. So I kind of assumed they had been messaging loads of people, you know, that kind of way. 
so I kind of thought nothing of it mm-hmm. like I didn't not that I thought nothing of it but I just thought they were probably messaging loads of people yeah. that I was just one of an, a, a big bunch so the chances were slim but mm-hmm. then it ended up they were like no no we want you so then I was like oh my god what so then I was like I wa- I remember walking out of my sitting room and into my kitchen my mum was there my granny and I was like I'm gonna be on the late late in February <laughs> I but you like, still didn't have probably have much info either because it was Christmas. Like, yeah. And so that was kind of it. I knew I was going to be on it. And that was kind of it until after Christmas. But like the week after Christmas, it was all like systems wow. go. But I had to contact Lord Shearer obviously and tell them that I'd been offered this opportunity and was it okay? Because I didn't want my, I didn't Clash. want, yeah. And I didn't want them to, like if, if they had said no, I probably wouldn't have done it at all. Because mm-hmm. I really wanted to do Lord Shearer, But they were like, no, it's absolutely no problem. And it's a great opportunity. So it was great. That, yeah. I suppose that's beauty working with Tina G very easy going and go with the flow yeah because um, I was slightly panicked sending an email I was like oh god what is this what is this yeah. yeah but it all worked out it fine all worked so out. that was really busy so yeah it was like the busy and I was in the middle of my masters I, went I was back, thinking yeah. that yeah so you were... I went back to college to do a masters in education I never mentioned that so um so yeah I was in the middle of the masters at the same time just about to go start placement so it was all like go 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 so I was in like on my laptop while I was up in the late late studios and while I was in on Glortier as well, like doing Zoom lectures and all sorts of I things. know exactly what that is like because I done oh Hibernia as well. And it was I done Hibernia through the Rose of Tralee. Oh when wow. I was the Mayo Rose and I nearly didn't finish I nearly deferred my um thesis, got an extension because I just couldn't. It was mental. It yeah. was a crazy year. But when it's done now you look back and you're like yeah. it wasn't too bad it's all done now like it was a lot of pressure like yeah. I'm sure you know yourself but now I'm kind of like oh my god how did I even get through that it's mad to look but back yeah I did and you just we just yeah. had to get through you just had to keep going like. yeah um yeah it's mad trying to do Hibernia and mine wasn't work. Hibernia now but it was it was UL but it was online because of Covid yeah. oh so, I get yeah. you so they'll be similar enough yeah 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 um so that yeah that was a busy year so did you find then that work in not your teaching work your music work just took off then um I mean I got like phone calls for some really cool opportunities I was asked kind of asked to do a lot of concerts I got asked to go on the Gertrude Byrne all-star cruise um so that say like that was February what are we in now 2023 so it was February 2022 and I remember during Gloria seeing pictures of the Gertie Brown cruise and they were all in like the Bahamas or something and I was like oh my god I would love to get on that and oh <laughs> Bella is <laughs> popping up my face. Bella is popping up to say hello here hello. she um, so last time I recorded the podcast I only had one doggy but now I have two so um but um she wants to be involved yeah so does. you were looking at all the pictures but I was and looking at all the pictures of the Bahamas and I was like I so want to get on that cruise that would be yeah. amazing um, and just like I just saw it and thought that would be amazing yeah. thought nothing of it and I kid you not the next week I got a phone call being like hi um, Gertrude would like you on the cruise um, you know she saw your videos and she loves your style and loves your voice and thinks you'd be perfect for the cruise and I was like oh my god so they were like next it'll be next year and I was like oh my god amazing and they said it's going to Alaska and I was like what like so it was just all crazy so it couldn't come quick enough like I literally was like when is 2023 going to get here so that wow. I can go on this cruise um so yeah I just I was just on it there a few weeks ago and yeah it was amazing so like opportunities like that were just great mm-hmm. like and to get my name out there and 
on the cruise then I got the opportunity to meet the likes of Daniel O'Donnell and Nathan Carter who I had met before but it was just I got to know him better because yeah. I was there with, for the week and we were all enjoying the crack every night mm-hmm. and you know like the likes of David James and Jimmy Buckley and Declan Nurney they were all on it like yeah. so it was amazing like yeah. yeah it's a nice excuse for the artists to mix as well on a cruise like that exactly um, because you do have the time to spend together as opposed to being in the same concert and hello and how's things and yeah. we'll see you later so. and that's the thing because everyone was on a different night so we all had like like you were kind of only performing maybe one or two nights mm-hmm. so you had loads of nights off so we all got the opportunity to actually sit and have drinks together and have dinner together and chat and have to crack and you know so it was it was nice like that's important too though from your point of view for you to be able to mix and talk and discuss the scene and thrash things out with each other and yeah help each other Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's amazing that sounds amazing so you said literally a week after you saw it you were like oh i'd love to go on that yeah was there an element like i manifested that's what i'm literally (laughs) about to say was do you think there was an elephant an elephant an element of manifesting there or would you be into that sort of stuff i do i am but like i actually i remember reading up on manifestation and say it's more that like you think something and you're like i am going to get there Mm -hmm. but you have to put the work in to get there Mm -hmm. so like although i was like i want to get on that cruise i didn't really put in any work like i didn't contact anyone to to see who was running it or how can i get on it so I didn't really do any of that. I just was like, I want to get on that cruise. I I just need to get on yeah. that cruise. I didn't do anything about it. It just so it just kind of came. It was really, mm-hmm. really strange. It was the strangest thing. But in um, saying that, you could have put a video up that week that subsequently possibly, then... Yeah, possibly. Maybe you didn't realise it put the work in. Yeah, like I was obviously plugging my social media and putting up videos from Glortira and all that kind of stuff because I had just been on it. So possibly I did manifest in that mm-hmm. sense and didn't realize that I was yeah. working because I was like I was mad on social media trying to get my videos out there and mm-hmm. stuff like that so that's probably what it was really yeah 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 I've always looked at that uh, tour as well and thought oh I'd love to be on that for the dance teaching like yeah that. I'm on it next year again now we're going to Greece <gasps> yeah wow what do, how did it feel to be on it again the second time when she asked me I was so delighted because my concert wasn't until the Friday so I was like kind of the last nearly the last night and I was like really nervous because obviously it was my first time. I was doing a main stage performance, like had a little slot of like 35 minutes. And I was just like, oh my God, they're all what? Like none of them had ever seen me perform live. Probably all seen videos because everyone sees everyone's videos online and on Instagram and YouTube but, or Facebook, but no one had ever seen me perform live. So I was kind of ner- like I was a bit like, you know, angsty. And yeah. I was like, I really want to get on this again. So I really want to make an impression. And, you know, you're worrying then. God, have I picked the right songs? You know, so there was all that. But look, it went down great. And the next day then for the finale, like she came up to me and asked me to be on it wow. going forward. So I was absolutely... And to get asked in person as well. Yeah. Like yeah. by her. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So is that next May? It's next August. August. Yeah. Okay. So it changes every year. Okay. The dates. Like, depends on the... the depends on the location. On the continent. You know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and 2025 is supposed to be somewhere amazing, but we don't know yet. Oh, to yeah. be confirmed. TBC. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Oh, you'll have yeah. a fab time. It's so great to be getting them opportunities. Yeah. I'm delighted. Um, so I said to you at the start that I was going to do quick fire round with you and you were like, oh, oh. and I didn't let you see it. <laughs> Bella, can you get down please? Because... Bella's causing a bit of ruction, aren't you? Can you get down, please? Oh, my She's lap. giving oh. kisses here now. <laughs> this isn't good. We can't do that. It's too early, Bella. So let's do this quick fire round. So 
You'll get the gist anyway. Oh, um, it's I haven't I haven't shown. I'm so indecisive now. So if this is yeah, like this or that, that I'm going to be like, yeah, you oh said no. that to me earlier. They're Ask me tomorrow. Well, <laughs> I think they're harder than this or that. Um, maybe I'm giving you too much choice. We'll go with this. So it's the quick fire round with Rachel Good. So who's your favorite American singer? Oh, um, probably Alison Krauss. You mentioned yeah. You yeah. mentioned that earlier. What's your favorite song to sing? Oh God, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> Two if you're badly stuck. Okay, I love singing Red is the Rose. It seems to go down really well at the concerts as well. It's one everyone sings along to, so I love that. Um, but I also love singing a bit of Patsy, so maybe like... Um, Crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. I was guessing. Yeah. Um, do you prefer a jive or a waltz? A jive. The next one is can you dance, but we know you can dance, so that's Well, I, I, I try. We don't know if I can. Ah, you can. I've seen you. <laughs> uh, who's your favourite Irish singer? Oh, God. Are we talking country singer now or are we talking like singers? We'll, singer? we'll keep it. I don't know. Whatever you want yourself. Okay, my favourite Irish singer. It's really hard. Jeepers. Um, I've always loved Mary Black, so she'd probably be one of my favourites. Um, and I love Van Morrison as well. Okay. So good. they're non-country. But That's all right. Well, yeah. go on. Pick your favourite country singer as well. Jimmy Buckley. Well, Jimmy Buckley's <laughs> my favorite to dance to. Okay. So, but my like my favorite uh, my favorite singer in the country scene probably would be Johnny Brady. I'd say. Okay. I just think his voice is just absolutely fantastic. I love it. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you prefer a concert or a dance? I think you're going to say concert. As a singer. A yeah, concert. as a singer. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't actually sing. Yeah, as a singer. I mean, as a punter, I love going to boats. So yeah, that's hard now. <laughs> mm. what's your favourite venue to gig in or the best gig um, you've ever done the best gig I've ever done so the one the cruise was amazing actually it was a massive big theatre it was class but I also um, sung in the Borgosh before as well and that was an absolutely amazing stage to sing in so probably them too lovely yeah. who's your biggest fan who's my biggest yeah. fan <laughs> your granddad let's ask Instagram Anna. um <laughs> Oh God, I don't know. At the moment, it's Bella. Um, yeah, the dog. Bella the dog. Um, I don't know. Probably my parents. To be fair, like they've supported me through all this, like all my life. I literally wouldn't be where I am without them. So I would say they're my biggest fans. To be fair, yeah. Um, what instruments do you play? So I play piano. Um, I can kind of play guitar, like basic enough, and I can play ukulele as well. Lovely. Tell us. This is the last one. Now, tell us something we don't know about you. Um, um, okay, uh, when I was like, I got down to the final 120 in Britain's Got Talent when what? I was, I think I was something like 12 years of age. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So Were you on the telly? Like, or was I 13? No, I never made it to the telly. Oh. Yeah, but I got down to the last 120. Never, then I didn't make it to the live shows, but yeah, wow. there was something like 40,000 auditioned. That's amazing. Mm. But did something. you get to audition for I got them? to sing in, I got to sing in, was it the London Palladium or was it, did I go to Birmingham? I actually can't remember now, but it was Simon Cowell. Wow. Pierce Morgan, Amanda Holden, and was it this, was it Alicia? I can't amazing. remember, but I got to sing in front of Simon Cowell, which was like That's really so cool. cool. And you're only 12. So it's obviously before you I was young, home. I was young. No, sorry. It was when I moved home, so I must have been 13 or 14. I'm just thinking now because I remember I got the, we got a flight over so I was actually in Ireland so I was around 13 or 14 but I was young um, but yeah singing in front of Simon Cowell was cool that's amazing I was always obsessed with him like, wow I love Simon Cowell it's probably my guilty pleasure 
So you got through the quick fire round. It wasn't that hard, actually. No, it wasn't all. No, I need to make it harder for the next uh, person on the podcast. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me. If people want to check you out, where can they find you? So you can find me on all social media. So I'm on Instagram, Rachel Good Sings, I think I am. And then I'm on Facebook, Rachel Good Music. YouTube, Rachel Good Music. And yeah, my website as well, Rachel Good Music. So I'm on all kind of social media. Instagram is probably the most you know frequent and tiktok yes. is great for your videos and TikTok, as well i do have tiktok as well yeah. Rachel Good. yeah so guys make sure you go and check out rachel's social media platforms and if you enjoy this podcast give it a share on instagram and facebook it's great to have series five um back up and running thank you so much for tuning in have a great week we'll talk to you all soon Sloan. thanks for having me